and welcome to the One Degree Shift podcast. I'm your host, Eric Termundi, and I'm excited to introduce you to the wonderful guests I've got on season two and the little things they're doing to create a more intentional future for themselves, for their teams, and for the communities around them. I hope you enjoy. Natania Matheny, thank you so much for joining the One Degree Shift podcast. How are you today? I'm feeling well. Thanks so much for the invite. I wish folks could see the the slight blush when when I shared with you that I, I believe you're you're a, a legend in the HR space uh, here in Vancouver. You're at all of the events. You're a pioneer. You're doing things different. You're blazing your own trail, and and, and I think you know it's it's working very well. VP People and Culture at a Thinking Ape. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, what you're doing that's working so well. Well, thank you so much for the compliment. I'm very appreciative of that review. Yeah, so I have been with The Thinking Ape for just over five years. Um, A little bit about us, we're in the local uh, mobile game development space. We've got about uh, 85 people right now, uh, all in in Vancouver, but of course, due to COVID, working remotely. So we are all still distributed and have been since about the middle of March, as a lot of other companies have, and really just trying to figure out um, how we can continue to connect and collaborate and build build communities. Our mission is all about building communities um, within the the scope of our games and beyond, and um, trying to focus on how we're doing that internally as a team too has been and is my number one focus. What did community look like in February? At a thinking ape, and, and what does it look like now? Community with in terms of like our work, our workforce. How are, how are you connecting? How are you making sure that people are feeling psychologically safe? That there is this sense of belonging and trust that the that people are there for each other. I imagine that it looked physically different than it did in the past. But what have you been doing to adjust to the times? Yeah, definitely. And it's been a it's been a lot of work. And uh, when you're in it, it feels like things are crazy. And then you take a step back, and and you're like, oh wow, we've we've been doing this. You know, I I. Uh, Every Friday, so Slack is one of the communication tools we rely on so heavily right now. And um, we've committed to sending a Friday message um, at around three o'clock every Friday. That's just a bit of a summary of what went well this week and holding people accountable to the things that they can expect coming in the next week. And so last Friday, I wrote my week 30 work from home message. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness, we've been at this for 210 days and have gone through transitions for sure. And so our whole focus has been how can we ensure that those rituals and those those patterns of communication and meetups that we did in real life are transferring mm-hmm. to the, the work from home experience. Um, and just like so many other companies, you know, the big thing is like, how do we re- recreate those water cooler conversations and those spontaneous interactions of people no longer bumping into each other in the kitchen? So Myself and uh, my my colleagues, so we've got a, a lean team on the people team at ATA. It's myself and two others. Um, these are the things we're constantly thinking about and uh, really trying to to talk to people in the organization and, and, and get their feedback, what's working. You know, from the beginning, we said, 
okay, we're going to experiment. And we were really transparent with people. We're going to try some things. We've never been in pandemic before. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to stick with what works and we're going to ditch what doesn't. And Mm -hmm. so that's really kind of been our approach to being like, you know what, if we host an event and we get two people, that's okay. So maybe that didn't land well with the audience. Kind of getting back to your question, like what did it look like in February? Yeah, we were, um, you know, almost 80 plus people working predominantly downtown Vancouver in a 15,000 square foot um, beautiful office. And now we are all working, working from home. Um, We have opened up our office uh, as of a couple weeks ago, two times a week Mm -hmm. uh, after going through the whole safety COVID safety protocol and making sure that our desks are socially distanced and, and all of that. And so we, we do have, a very small handful of folks who are uh, taking advantage of that and going into the office, but it's definitely not the same. And right. so we're trying to listen to our people, ask them for feedback and, and keep keep doing the things that, that are working. So, you know, we, we do something on Wednesdays called kitchen table series, where it's just like we used to have Wednesday catered lunches together in the office. And now we obviously can't do that. So we've gone virtual with kitchen table series, hop on a call at your kitchen table, have lunch mm-hmm. and connect. That's just like one example. So just trying to translate the old ways into how, how do we work together now? Talk to me a little bit about this process. Uh, it sounds to me like you're failing forward, like you're learning, like you're discovering along the way. But I also think that it requires trust in the people team, you know, in the employees in the, in the greater team to be able to take those risks. Uh, there, there's no doubt that we he- have to keep trying to figure out what it is that works in terms of events, in terms of new best practices. But I think in many ways, it's easier said than done. So what is it that you've first done to ensure that you've got the trust of the team to be able to take these risks? Some of them might be costly. Some of them might not cost anything, but it does take time and it does take a lot of effort and it does take the willingness to, to innovate or change or be, be creative along the way. Is there sort of a foundational piece that you've been working on perhaps for the, for your whole time at thinking Abe, uh, to establish this trust across the team so that you can freely try these new things? Yeah, for sure. And I think that's such a good point. And I think that that, that work continues to happen, but started long Mm-hmm. Go, right. It's the foundation of the, the type of culture that you're creating from the beginning and making sure that you are, you, you know, bringing new people on board who are aligned with your values, who are aligned with the type of organization you're trying to create. And then, and then it's recognizing supporting people who are existing employees who are continuing to continuing to foster that type of environment. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, we are, are very big on, just like fundamentally the, the, the one-on-one meeting, um, mm-hmm. for example. So every, every, every lead and employee every other week gets dedicated time with their lead to talk about anything, talk about career advancement, roadblocks, challenges, the hockey game on the weekend, you know, the whole yeah. gamut of things. And I think because we've just been so focused on making sure that, you know, the rapport building from the beginning with our people is there with their colleagues and their managers that that trust just grows over time. So we've Mm -hmm. built this, this network and this psychological, psychologically safe space that regardless of where we operate and how we operate fundamentally, that's been there. And so Mm -hmm. I think when you say, you know, how, how, how are you doing that? These people are trusting you. Well, trust has already, already been established. Mm -hmm. And so this is just, you know, a legacy piece that, that's transferred on, but definitely we've 
something we started at the beginning of COVID was making sure that our people managers were supported and ready to to work and support their people because no one's been in this position before. And so from the beginning, you know, when we even communicated the, the move to working from home, we said, you know, we're doing this number one for the the safety and health and safety of our employees and number two to contribute to reducing the spread of covid within our communities and so that was just a very human you know empathetic position that we were like we care about our people we want them to be safe and we don't Mm -hmm. want to contribute to growing the spread so we're going to make this call and so we've kind of that was at the forefront of all of our decisions from the beginning so once we decided to be home Now we're like, okay, how do we support our managers who have never managed remotely? Like that's a whole new dynamic and a a relationship. And so we are doing these every other week people manager meetups where we're just, I'm trying to cultivate like a peer learning group where Mm -hmm. men can support each other and lean on each other, talk about what's working, what worked this week really well with respect to working distributed, what didn't. Mm-hmm. What was that? And I don't want to do that again, but I want my peer to know to not make my same mistake. So it's just kind of trying to find these like communication outlets where we're hearing from each other, we're taking away the great things and we're learning from the things that aren't working. And then we're like infusing it back into our practices and being really like agile with that. And because I think we have this foundation of how we've communicated it in the past and this trust amongst our team, we're like, there is a safety network there that people are like, okay, I trust my manager that this recommendation is going to work or Mm -hmm. this is the vehicle for the one-on-one. If maybe something is feeling right, like I have an outlet where I can talk about it and we can remove that roadblock. What have these people manager meetings, what in these meetings has surprised you? What is something that you didn't think would work worked really well or what is something that you thought was going to be a slam dunk that perhaps missed and and how was that brought up in the meeting and what did you do to implement that sort of change so the meetings have really been set up to get people to talk to each other across teams so one of the things that has always been a a bit of a challenge for ata is because of the way that our org structure is set up and our, our different teams Yes, we're all under this beautiful umbrella of um, ATA's culture, but each team operates like their own little business unit. So there's a microculture that comes up within within those departments. And so how one product team might run their business might be a little bit different than this team over a new game team that's over here. So the, the intention of this manager's meetup was really so that there's more collaboration and cross-team sharing and so that's something that that i was hoping for and i have been really pleasantly surprised is by putting these folks into the same virtual world and giving them a topic to talk about utilizing zoom breakout rooms my new favorite thing you know mashing people up who didn't normally get a chance to necessarily connect and now they're forced into this safe four-person breakout room some really creative things are are coming out of those conversations or at least if we're not solving problems we're at least demonstrating that we're there to support each other like hey i might not have the answer to this but i hear you and Mm -hmm. i see you and i'm struggling with that too and then it's like from those things that i'm able to like jot down okay i'm hearing that this is this is 
a challenge for you and for you. There's some commonality here. Let me go away and come up with some support for you and then come back to you next week and present to you some resources. So it's really been an awesome way for me to get feedback from that group on how I can best support them and for them to hear from each other. Like, yeah, I'm struggling too. This is hard. Totally. Rather than thinking, looking inward and feeling like you're alone. Where does, where does culture live at ATA? And, and before you answer, maybe I'll give you a little bit more. You, you talked a little bit about micro cultures. And I think that that's just like a, a generally interesting concept to think of a, a culture within a culture. Something that I've been sort of bouncing around in my head lately is that culture actually lives more at the team level than at the organizational level. I think consistent values or beliefs or mission or vision could live at the organizational value. But I think now more than ever, when we're distributed and not seeing or collaborating with other teams as much as we might have, like you said, at the, at the water cooler or otherwise, that culture really, I think it's not so much that it's, it's a microculture, it's that the culture really only m- might live at, at the team level. Now, I'm not saying that because that's true. I'm more like, what's your take on the varying cultures across teams and, and where culture lives at ATA? Yeah, I think that that's a really interesting point to think about. And I think more than ever now, because we are distributed, there is a bit of a spotlight on that. Because we reacted to working from home so quickly, there was a lot of ownership on the team leads to come up with like, what's our SOP for how do we communicate? Like, what are our protocols now? And like, when do we need to be online? And what does that look like? And how do, what tools are we using? Because there's, you know, differences amongst teams in that as well. So culture definitely from like a KPI perspective, ENPS and all of those sweet metrics, you know, the people team owns, but we are definitely trying to hold everyone accountable for Mm -hmm. helping us to grow and develop our our culture and trying to talk about it at the employee level and the team lead level and the VP level, because, you know, it's a living, breathing, organic thing. And it's okay to have these like little nuances, but yeah, exactly. How are we all aligned and how are we all driving towards the same purpose and making sure that all of our goals and and we're all working together uh, in the same in the same fashion. So right now I would say as a a key sense of ownership, I hold, I hold true to my heart that, you know, culture is owned by driven by people and culture, but definitely you need to have, everybody needs to have a piece in that. And we have cultural ambassadors across all teams and they naturally spike up. And then it's, you know, kind of holding those, bringing those people along and making them like, especially with new people, we've onboarded several new folks um, since we've been remote. And, and it's like, how do we show them what culture looks like? And so it's, it's buddying them up with those types of people and, and, and showing them, you know, in all these different ways in terms of how we, all of these touch points and collaboration points and rituals and celebrations, um, what culture means to us. So in a nutshell, I think everybody should and does play a part in, in owning that culture, but definitely through COVID, I feel like the people team has had a little bit of a stronger responsibility to amplify what, what that means and define it a little bit more for us. So as a final question, then what would you say to leaders, both in people and culture or otherwise who are looking to amplify their culture while still respecting the nuances and differences of the teams that are experiencing the culture as it is. I would say 
we just need to listen to our people and you need mm-hmm. to create time and space uh, to get feedback. I think so much of what we've learned about the last several months is just talking to our people, what's working, what's not working, and then lean into the things that are working and figure out how you can tweak the things that are not. And by, if you don't talk to them, if you don't ask them, you're never going to know. So I think it's being creative too in the ways in which you're gathering this feedback because, you know, people are at such different their psych their psychology is at such different points right now. Some people are super happy that they're at home and they're engaged and they're being productive because they don't have a commute and they don't have distractions. And other folks are finding it really hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm at home. I had two kids at home, a dog and a, and a, a working partner. Like it was crazy. So yeah. everyone's at different points. So it's figuring out how do you collect that feedback in different ways, whether it's through pulse surveys through one-on-ones through skip levels through random coffee chats like all just using lots of different mechanisms for soliciting feedback because people are going to share it in different ways mm-hmm. I think if you aren't talking to your people often then you really don't have a sense of what's working well and being agile right now is so key to how we're going to su- continue to succeed Nathaniel, this has been Fantastic. Thank you for your time. Is there anything else that you want to share with us today? Yeah, I think that what I've been really appreciative about too is how collaborative the, the community, like outside mm. of, of um, ATA, um, just in terms of me being able to share with folks like you and within my HR network uh, locally here in Vancouver. I think it's what I've been so humbled by is how everyone's just trying to lean on each other and giving advice and sharing best practices and sharing resources. I mean, goodness, all of the stuff you can find online in terms of open source resources, I think it's just a testament to, to this community of like how much we're all just want the best for our people and to help each other out. And to me, I've, I've really appreciated um, the support that I've gotten from everyone, both internally in the organization and outside. So without that, I don't think I would be um, where I am and being able to support my community as much as I could if it wasn't for the the reciprocal support I'm getting. So thank you for the opportunity to share and connect and. Fantastic. Where can people learn a little bit more about ATA and, and, and perhaps connect with you? For sure. So all of our games are free to play. So if anyone's looking for a good distraction these days, we recommend that you download our games um, for iOS and Android. We're at thethinkingape.com. And of course, I'm active on LinkedIn. So if anyone wants to connect, would have, would love to do so. I'm Natanya Matheny. Fantastic. Natanya, thanks so much for your time today. Thanks, Eric.